This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Whiskey and Whitetails, a show for those that hunt with a passion, drink with a purpose. As always, I am your host, Gus. And I am Matt. <laughs> if you're new here, welcome. If not, welcome back. Thank you, as always, to the Waypoint Network for having us. Uh, thank you all for listening, for checking us out, and uh, following along for all the support that you give us. And as always, thank you to our Patreon for their extra support. Um, Matt, we got something special coming up with uh, Patreon. Want to tell them about it? Yeah, for sure. Um, you still have time. Today is, when does this episode come out? Three this days from now, which will be the 13th, 13th, November 13th. So December, so we will be there November 30th. You don't have to be there then, but December 1st, 2nd, 3rd, we will be hunting the Francis Marion National Forest with Patreon. We have a few guests lined up. I've got a chef coming. I've got a local influencer coming. We've got um, a Navy veteran that did some special operations stuff. We got we got a bunch of stuff happening. We got people showing up, hanging out, doing the thing. You also get personalized hunting space. So we'll look at a map together and figure out where you want to hunt. And it's rifle or bow. You just got to buy the license and some other stuff for the WMA. But if you join Patreon at any tier, you're invited to this hunt. So it's coming up quick. If you have nothing going on the first weekend of December, you should think about it. That's all I'm saying. Gus. Back to you, Gus. Thanks, (laughs) Matt. I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say, go on. We're not going to cut it out. We'll leave it in because everything we do is authentic. But I yeah. will say, if you didn't hear it already, you can go to whiskeyandwhitetails.com, use code podcast, and save 20% on everything in our store. We have game calls. We have cocktail smokers. The holiday shopping is already picking up. We're seeing it. So yep. uh, don't get left behind. This is a very easy gift. If you know somebody that drinks whiskey and they have everything any money that is so hard to buy for, well, I guarantee he probably doesn't have, well, I don't know, he sold a shit ton of them at this point. But <laughs> He may not have a uh, Whiskey Whitetail's cocktail smoker. It's way better than a top hat. We don't use metal. Blow that chemical shit in your drink. Nope. Good stuff. And also, all of that, everything we're doing is brought to you by 
In this case, Albert Einstein is going to read what is brought to you by. Greetings to my fellow intellects and curious minds. It is I, Albert Einstein, the man who reshaped our understanding of the universe. Here to present you with a remarkable opportunity brought to you by our friends at Mint Mobile. The sounds of a chalkboard being written on is what that says. Imagine a world where you could save not only time, but also money. All while enjoying the latest technological marvels. And that world is closer than you think. For a limited time, Mint Mobile is offering a chance to have save a staggering $600 on the incredible Google Pixel 7 Pro. I'm just going to answer it there. Uh, I'm an iPhone guy, so I don't care. But if you're an Android person, that's not all. When you purchase this cutting-edge device, you also receive six months of service absolutely free. That's right. Six months of free service, my friends. An equation that's impossible to ignore. With this incredible offer, you can explore the wonders of the digital world without breaking the bank. And just picture it. Streaming your favorite scientific lectures, video chatting with colleagues around the globe, or simply losing yourself in the vast ocean of knowledge that the internet has to offer. All from the palm of your hand with a Google Pixel 7 Pro. So if you're looking to enhance your life with the latest technology and save a substantial sum of money in the process, seize this opportunity. Head over to mitmobile.com slash whiskey today and unlock the secrets of this incredible deal. Don't wait, my friends, for time as we know it is relative. Grab your Google Pixel 7 Pro and six months of free service now. It's a formula for success that even I can't resist. Sounds of the piano tune returning. Mint Mobile, where innovation meets affordability. Get ready to embrace the future and remember, imagination is more important than knowledge. So you can go to Mint Mobile Whiskey. You have to actually type in HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.mintmobile.com slash whiskey. And it will take you straight to those savings. Gus? <laughs> Back to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's awesome. Um, I, I have sure. a yeah, I have a message here for our... Um, <coughs> I'm excited. Uh, this is your first chat GPT. Yeah, and I'll, 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 I'll do better in the future. Um, this was, but this was, this is pretty funny. So I did a, uh, I did a, a an ad read for our, our friends there with the uh, vantage point archery in the voice of Fred Flintstone. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> shit. Yabba dabba do. <laughs> Howdy there. All you rock solid hunters. Fred Flintstone here with some news, news hotter than a Bronto burger fresh off the grill. Are you tired <laughs> of those tricky shots missing the mark like a pterodactyl dodging a T-Rex? <laughs> well, fear not my friends, because I've got the scoop on the best broadheads this side of bedrock vantage point archery broadheads. Picture this. You're out in the wild, stalking your prey like a stealthy saber-toothed tiger. You draw your bow, take aim, and let loose with the precision of a well-tossed caveman club. That's where Vantage Point Archery Broadheads come in, folks. These bad boys are sharper than a raptor's tooth and tougher than a <laughs> granite slab. Um, with Vantage Point, you'll be bagging mammoth-sized game with ease. These broadheads are crafted with the durability of, of a brachiosaurus and the accuracy of a perfectly aimed slingshot. Whether you're whether you're a seasoned hunter or a newbie just stepping into the wilderness, uh, VPA broadheads will have you hitting your targets like a pro. So don't be a dinosaur and get left in the Stone Age. Head on over to VPA uh, VPA Archery. I'm sorry, VP Archery, VantagePointArchery.com, and upgrade your hunting game. Remember, when it comes to broadheads, it's Vantage Point or go extinct. Yabba dabba do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you used Fred. I, I didn't think you were actually. I was like, use Fred Flintstone. That's perfect. Yeah, I did. Why not? It, perfect. It, it was easy. It was Beautiful. fun. Yeah, I definitely got to give it uh, give it a little bit more context next time so it can uh, 
because it tried yeah. to say it, it, I, I had to skip one part and it said wait there's more order now and you'll get a free pouch of dino dust our exclusive arrow sharpening powder <laughs> sprinkle it on your arrows and you'll be cutting through the air with faster than a, a pterosaur on the hunt <laughs> fuck yeah and just to yeah. clarify that's vparchery.com yes sorry vparchery.com and uh they have their omega broadheads out now which are fantastic all their stuff Wild. is uh single piece machine uh right here in the united states uh great company great group of guys and gals over there we uh we appreciate and support everything they're doing so go give them uh go check them out if you're looking for uh for broadheads 100 and it is now the official broadhead of camp hero kentucky which is you know nice pretty cool all right well uh, enjoy this episode we just kind of caught up on what we've been doing what we got going on yep. it's just us so Got into some details of our uh, Kentucky hunt, so enjoy that. And uh, we have some other guests coming in weeks to come, so stick around. Cheers. Where does it go? Hello. Hello. How has uh, your, the last, like, four days been three days no i saw you monday yeah monday um took me two days to get caught up on sleep probably yeah. quicker than you you didn't sleep for shit you i didn't sleep at all dude <laughs> yeah, i know you didn't i but i i can i never sleep well in, in another bed like if i travel for work it's like the first few nights in a hotel room suck and then i kind of settle into it but dude i'm the opposite i think when i'm home i'm so concerned like as all men <laughs> as most men should be like mm-hmm. uh i got a wife next to me so if, you know I don't just, I'm like, if somebody comes through that door, I need to be. So I, I get like, when I go to a hotel, yeah. the point is when I go to a hotel, I'm just like, whatever, kill me in my sleep. And I I sleep like a (laughs) baby when I'm not at home. If I'm alone, I sleep so good when I'm alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little different. Um, obviously when you have things to, uh, that you're responsible for. Yeah. Uh, That's why I like my dog. She barks at everything. And Mm. while I hate it, sometimes it is a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I think uh, it eventually will end up getting a dog for that reason. And you've Especially met her. She's, if we move out to the country. Yeah. Oh, of course. Those, that's a necessity. Like two, yeah, at least two outside dog. dogs. Yeah. Well, it's like a, it's, my grandpa's an outside dog, but he keeps her. It's a German Shepherd, which is crazy that he got a German Shepherd as an outside dog. But she sleeps in a pen, and like he lets her out once in a while, and yeah. it drives me bananas. I know yeah, that's. That I know that's just country. That's how. I mean, that's how. His dog, Kina, I mean, every dog he's ever had, they, it lives outside, sleeps in the pen. But yeah. that dog, I mean, German Shepherds are just so, you know, they need attention and stuff. Right. And it just, it drives me nuts that he, he does that. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, it's different, uh, different culture for sure. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, what we're talking about, not sleeping, was uh, Camp Hero. We went to Camp Hero last weekend. We did uh, Friday through Monday. And... um We'll lay it out. It's like a Subway sandwich. It's kind of what it looks like. But maybe two Subway stands just t- top to tap, uh, put on top of each other. Yeah. And then um, and then there's bunks there in the middle. And then there's like a bathroom on the left side and, and a living room, if you will, on the right side. is a couch yep. and a TV. And uh, But all the bunks, you know, it's three high, two, so there's six. And so it's me, you, Johnny, Rocco, and uh, who else is there? Brent and his daughter. Yeah. So there's just a lot of people um, that snore. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of you, dudes you, with sleep apnea and other shit. Yeah. 
machines going. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, my sleeping, have you ever, is there anything you can say I do while sleeping? Um, we, we've slept together enough. <laughs> well, you've. Um, I'm a shit and, on you, so so don't be light. No, no. I, I mean, I know that I, I, I have a tendency to snore. Um, well, no, we're talking about me. Talk I know, about but me. I, I don't talk about me. Uh, <laughs> I don't, you don't snore that I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't snore. Uh, if I if I lay down with my head back a certain I throw, way, yeah. I throw, my jaw will open and I'll yeah. go and it'll wake me up. Yeah. So I don't think I snore. I, Andy says I do, but I don't know. Uh, but you, you don't talk in your sleep. No, I don't talk in my sleep. We had two. How crazy is that? Two sleep talkers. Yeah, that that's weird. Wild. Yeah. The first time I it was Johnny and he I, I don't remember what he said, but he was he was like, but it pissed me. I woke up and I was like, is this motherfucker really? Excuse me. This guy really answering the phone at three in the morning because it sounded like he was like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, and, and he was talking on the phone. And I was oh, like, "This dude, he couldn't go outside or I ignore the call." Do I do recall hearing that conversation? Yeah, I had no recollection and, of like what time it was though. It was. I mean, I don't either. My phone was across the room, but I just, I, he, I was like, "This dude's having a conversation on the phone." Because I was like, "He's a firefighter, so you know they're twenty four hours." Yeah. I'm guessing somebody at the firehouse called him at four in the three in the morning. Yeah. And, Probably. And I was like, I cannot believe. And then I realized really quickly that he wasn't saying anything. He was just saying words. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're not paying attention, it's a, it was a phone conversation. But once you start listening, yeah, he's like, yeah. And then, you know, it'll go around the other side. But on top, tomorrow there was a bad, you know, the dog. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's sleep talking. <laughs> and then uh, the little girl, what did we say she was, 10 or something? Uh, she's about 10 years old. I, if, I can't remember her name. Yeah, I feel bad. But she was uh, on the bed above me, and she started talking. And I thought she was talking to her dad. Yeah. And I was listening to her, and I was like, this doesn't make sense either. And then the the whole bed started to shake. Because I guess she was, just, she was, you know, like a dog convulsing in their sleep. Yeah, yeah. She was just shaking around. I was like, oh, she's a sleep talker too. What are the odds? What are the odds? The below yeah. me and the girl above me are sleep talkers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was interesting for sure. The uh, Rocco, um, I didn't, I couldn't. Who was snoring? Did, did I snore? So, oh, that's what I was getting at. You, you don't. I didn't hear you snore. I've never heard you snore, but you will. Your breathing like weird. intensifies. Like yes. Yeah. Like when you fall asleep, I can tell when you're in and out of sleep, and then like I coughed and you stopped doing it, so I think it woke you up a little bit. But yeah. Like, when you're just laying there, there's no noise. But when you sleep, you're like, and I'm good oxygen. I'm sitting there and I'm like, Jesus, dude, save some oxygen for the rest of us. And you breathe super heavy when you sleep, and yeah. it's not like your uh, your your busted nose deal. It's just it's just Actually, you just I just breathe do. heavy. Yeah, yeah, I do, and it's um, and then I have a weird thing that I have to keep an eye on, and probably go see a doctor about eventually where. It's sometimes I will do that. And I'll take like a big deep breath like you just did. And then I just hold it. Yeah, you did that a couple of times. And then I'll and just I think that's like, what they call sleep apnea. Yeah, I'll let it out like uh, like a real slow. Yeah. And then I'll let it yep. all out. How do you know you do that? Someone explain it to you. I've, I've woke myself up doing it. Oh, yeah, you do do that. And it's kind of like it reminds me of, was it the ring? <laughs> when the, she comes out of the TV and she's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm like... <laughs> what's also funny is i put my head to your feet i should have put my head on the other side because you you fart all night long like i do and i was like dude i'm 
directly downwind yeah. of the butthole. Your loss. No, I mean, it smelled fine. It's like roses. Mm-hmm. Your shit don't stink, bruh. You know That's it. That's what I was trying to say. You know it. So I'm drinking Karib Lager. When was the last time you saw one of those? I've never seen one of those. Never? No, what is that? You're not a you're not a traveling man? I guess not. That's a Freemason joke. But um yeah, it's a Caribbean Caribbean lager. Yeah. Hard to find. I went to Total Wine because I wanted um Trappist beer. Yeah. Have you ever had Trappist beer? I have. Well, let me explain it to people that may have not. So Trappist is a monk, uh monastic beer, if you will. And there's 16, I think, left of the monastic Trappist whatevers. Um, but basically, they're not allowed to make money. So the whole point of the, their beer is like it's super secret, well-guarded secret, and they, they make the best beer. They say that it's the best beer on the planet that money can buy. But they only make enough beer to pay for their living. So living in a monastery, how much money does that cost? Not a lot. So they don't make a lot of beer. But the Trappist beers, uh, I don't remember the brand of the one I like, but it's a blue label and it has the number 10 on it. Don't know what the 10 means. Absolutely, unbelievably delicious. It's so good. So good. How would you how would you classify the beer, that beer? Like what kind of beer is it? Um, It's like a, not quite as, I mean, it's kind of like a stout, I guess. Yeah. But it's like an ale. Um, yeah. You can look it up. If you, if you read about monastic beers, uh, specifically Trappist monastic beers, yeah. it'll tell you what they make. But I, I think they're I think they're technically classified as an ale. But it, they're dark. Um, and they taste like chocolatey. They're, they're so good. I mean, just so good. But it's, it's, well, it's expensive. But if you think about it, if you go to a restaurant and you buy a Miller Lite, or whatever it's yeah. like six seven bucks so if you go to total wine you buy this monastic beer they're eight dollars a piece so it's you're yeah, yeah. they're not you're not going to drink a bunch of them but i think every I once in a while i just get a crazy last time i huh? had it was with you i think the first time i ever tried it was from you oh yeah yeah pretty sure you know who taught me about it Mm-mm. jose jose yeah jose he's a bourbon guy he's got a jose's the man massive collection He's a good dude. I saw him yesterday and he was like, you're the worst friend ever. I haven't heard from you in a month. I was like, yeah, that's because when I go home, my, my well, here's the thing about my phone. I, I have like vibration turned off, ringer turned off. Yeah. So if you call me, I, I'm not going to, it's not going to vibrate or ring. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Um, and I do that on purpose because, you know, people live on the phone, man. That they do. Um, what are you drinking on? I saw you pour it, but I want you yeah, to say it out is, loud. It's that uh, the Russell's Reserve pick. Who picked that? This is the Master Baster. Yeah, who picked that? I don't know. Some people. <laughs> yeah, get it. Give me bottle that. shop. I picked it with some fantastic gentlemen. Sure did. And it's damn good. It's delicious. The do you, did like you guys that go one? there? Sorry, did you guys go there with the intention of picking two, or could you not make up your mind? That's a great question. I would love to tell you that we couldn't decide and they were both delicious. And you just like flex it. Like we were like, let's both. just, we'll just buy both. But I don't think that's what happened. I think the, I think they allocated two for us. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm pretty sure we went there knowing we were going to pick two. All right. Um, so that sticker is the coolest, but yeah. I think the other bottle is better. 
Oh, I haven't even opened the other one yet. I've been saving it. Dude, I think the other one is is creme de la creme. Is it cool? Straight up delicious. Which is funny because that one is the one that we made the reel for, and yeah. it it took longer to sell. I think it was like two two days. It was oh, really? on the shelf, but the one before the one that I think tastes better sold yeah. out, and like the day it was put out. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I'm drinking Bender Stash. Um, never heard of Bill Bender. You're probably not in the whiskey world, but he likes to golf and stuff. And I'll tell you what, man. Um, I didn't buy this. Um, so that's out there. But it's really good. It's only a five-year, so I think the nine-year was like $300. I think this one's like 100 and something. I don't know. Um, but a friend of mine bought it. Let me borrow it for this podcast. Nice. Um it's really good. It actually, it's like super dark for only being five years. I mean, you cannot see. I see it. that. It's completely dark. Interesting. But it's really good. And it's, I think it's MGP. It says it was, it doesn't, it wouldn't, you know, what's funny is it doesn't say where it was distilled, which is a fucking rule. Uh, but it does say it was bottled in Frankfurt, Kentucky, but I believe it's MGP. Hmm. But that's so crazy to me. I mean, legally they have to tell you where it was distilled and this does not say on the bottle. Hmm. I wonder if it's but, inside the label whenever you drink. I mean, I don't know. But he uh, he's a golfer, a golfing gentleman. And I got to tell you, man, as soon as I took a sip, it reminded me of us being on a golf course with that fake George C. Stag. Yeah, yeah. Smoking cigars. Yeah. Which, by the way, for anybody that uh, hangs out with us and we have a George, or not, no, a Stag Jr., excuse me. Stag Jr., yeah. If you're hanging out with us and we have a Stag Jr. bottle, uh, Pro tip, it's not Stag Jr. We do it intentionally, and it's Ancient Asian Age is usually what we use. The 10 star, uh, like, what is it, $18 for a liter? Yep. We put that in there, and then we let people chug it. Have a little fun with it. I love love Stag Jr. It's just so good. I love it. Man, Stag Jr. I've never had it. This is so good. (laughs) But you know what? To to clout you, Gus, I didn't even tell you when I, the first time I did it, I didn't even tell you. And you took a pull from the bottle and you were like, this is not 130 proof. <laughs> well, I, and I, I was I, like, wow, dude, congratulations. You're the first one today. to yeah. realize that that's not what's in that bottle. Well, I mean, I, I feel like if I, th- I think that people know the name, but they don't know the, the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Right. So they don't know that what the proof is. They don't know the, those things. So it's, you know, if you give me, if, if you give me a bottle and say, this is just, straight Jim Beam, just white label Jim Beam, and it drinks at 140 proof, right? Or 130 proof. I'm yeah. going to be like, eh, this is not that. Is not, <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. We used to joke around the podcast about, uh, we quit doing it. I don't know why, but we'd have something that's 120, and then we'd be like, well, this drinks more like a 119. 119, than a one, yeah. Than a 120. Well, this one's like that. I mean. Well, we used to joke about it, but it's uh, you can 100% tell the difference in proof if they're yeah. that drastic. So what you drank was 100 proof. No, it's not. It's 93. Damn, I actually don't remember. But uh, it wasn't 130, so. No. Look at you, bourbon steward. Look at me. Look at, Look at me. Um, but, yeah, so we should talk about the Kentucky hunt, because I know people. People are chomping at the bit to learn and hear all about it. Well, I know I've been asked a hundred times since I got back. Well. Like everyone I know. Did you kill anything? Why is that always the first question? It's not, did you have a good time? 
did you hang out with some veterans? Did you hang out with friends of yours? Did you and Gus get to communicate some shit that you wouldn't do normally? Uh, how was the ride there? The eight and a half hour ride there? Did you right. and Gus have a good time? What music do you listen to? It's always fuck all that. Did you kill anything? Yeah. No. Kill time. <laughs> we did not. Kill time. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, killed some little Debbie snacks. You know what I've been telling you? Murdered some little Debbie snacks. Dude, you ate, correct me if I'm wrong. You ate two boxes of Christmas tree cakes and four. Oh, I didn't eat. I didn't eat the, all those by myself. Bullshit. I didn't. I didn't have a single one. Well, there were other people in that house. I don't know, dude. Including a child. I think it was just you. Okay. How many do you think you had? Uh, six at least. <laughs> six at least. How many are in a box? Six? I think six. <laughs> so you probably had eight. Hey, that's like five sits, five tree sits, man. That's that's. Well, when you put it that way, you're right. You know. A snack for each set? No, that makes sense. It makes total sense. I mean, I ate like shit too. I had my, the last day, I just, I remember, <laughs> I, well, let's just, we'll, we'll start in the beginning. Okay. So <laughs> I picked Gus up and we took the, the F, the F, the super poopy to uh, Kentucky. We found out Mint Mobile does not work in uh, McKee, Kentucky. It's rough. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I, I'm, cool with not having cell phone service but um we got there thursday evening we didn't really do anything right i don't think so no yeah we just kind of hung out yeah had some dinner rocco made us uh some dinner no um johnny made us dinner so johnny made us dinner and then we went to bed early and then friday morning was the coldest I have ever been in my life. <laughs> I've never been that cold. I've been in below, it was 30, what, one or two degrees Friday morning? Uh, 27. Oh, 27. Was the feel, yeah, with, <clears throat> with the wind, the, the feels like was 27 degrees as well. Well, I mean, like the actual temp, I think it was like 31 or 32. So, and then it may have been lower than that because, well, I guess it depends on if you're using the weather service or if you can trust the computer thing that they have there at camp because they have one of those uh, outdoor thermometers with the indoor display with all the weather well, info and it had I the outside was, temp at 27 degrees well that was probably correct then because i know valleys and hollers are different than they're all going to be different, tops yeah. and, and plateaus so yeah it was cold but there was like um everybody knows in the morning like there's that's the reason you have dew in the lawn it's kind of humid at night because the sun's not there to burn it out so just the moisture in the air but when the sun came up and it burned off that moisture within like 10 minutes and then the wind picked up like the thermals coming up the mountain. Yeah. Holy crap. It was so cold. My toes, I had to like do the toe scrunchy thing to try and warm my toes up and it didn't work. I was freezing and I was wearing two pairs of socks with like outdoor shoes. I had hot hands in my pockets. I had the hot hand stick ons on my shirt. Yeah. I was so cold at like 10 o'clock. I turned to Rocco and I was like, are you cold? He was like, yeah. I was like <laughs> I'm freezing. I, I don't like I've been on a mountaintop full of snow in Afghanistan. This is colder than that. hundred you know percent. And, and that's that right there is a hundred percent. You can a hundred percent guarantee uh, that two men will sit and can suffer in silence before one <laughs> yeah. of them admits right. yeah. like, or, or throws in the flag. How many, how many times did you and I hike that that mountain hunting hunting for elk, taking turns leading the way, 
Never and said both of shit. us never saying anything when we needed yeah. to stop or take a break because we were afraid to be the first ones yep. to say we needed a break. <laughs> every time oh. you would, if I was leading or you were leading, every time you would stop, I'd be like, thank God. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> it's the same for me. You would but I would stop never be like, be like, Gus, can we hold up a minute? Yeah. No, never. I would have a heart attack on, and die before we did that. I think the only time I've ever done it was this chest tattoo I got. He's because he told oh, me, he yeah. promised me he wouldn't do more than 10 seconds. Anyone that's ever had a tattoo before, it hurts while the gun's running. But as soon as they stop the gun, the pain pretty much goes away. But he was like, I won't go over 10 seconds because the chest hurts. And I was like, okay. And so I would count one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three. And I got to like 13. I was like, please let off, please let off, please let off. And he'd get off and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but outside of that, I've never, ever, ever, I would never. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it's funny to me that you guys both sat there and froze your ass off. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that was by far the coldest day. Um, so the, yeah, we, yeah. I didn't see. I didn't hunt that thing. morning, so I didn't. Oh, that's right, you did. That. So you don't even know what I'm talking about. Nope. So we left at like 10:30, came back and ate like 16 breakfast sandwiches, and then laid around for a couple hours, and then went back out in the evening. Mm -hmm. Still didn't see anything. Um, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You hunted that evening, yeah? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I went same place you guys went to. Set, um, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Basically, the same little valley, uh, just a hundred or two hundred yards down on the bench that was that was sort of there. Um, so they were calling that area a washout, but it's a bowl if I've ever seen one. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what to make of it. I think there's it's one of those things where depending on which ge geological feature you want to key in on, you know, you can call it whatever you want, but. Um, I don't really, I didn't see where like the other ridge kind of split and went in a different direction to like open up. So yeah, it looked a lot like a bowl. Bowl. Um, for like geography, the difference between like a, a bench and a shelf basically is very little, but the difference is it, it would be stepped. So I think that we were on a bench not a shelf right and then i think above us is where the shelf would be which would be flat ground basically like a mm -hmm. plateau it's hard to explain it it's it's kind of like if you looked at the grand canyon so it's like flat up top that's where all the roads are i mean it's hilly right. and then where we were it was just this huge it looked like an excavator had cut like this huge cut out yeah um, and it went down to like a small creek very very pretty area yeah it's it beautiful and the leaves were were falling, so you could see pretty far. Um, but yeah, we were hunting a scrape line, no corn. Um, plenty of deer, cool plenty of deer activity there. I mean, there was hunt, plenty of hunt. sign, and and there, there there's tons of deer in there. It's just that they are so hunting whitetails in the mountains, similar to hunting elk in the mountains, and that you have to play, kind of have to play the thermals in the wind. And in that bowl where we're at, not only do we have the thermals doing their thing, but the wind is like swirling. swirling and so yeah. you're, 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 almost, you're at a constant disadvantage from a, uh, a scent perspective. It, it felt like the upside was that the rut had just started. And so yeah. bucks were already starting to act really stupid. stupid. Yeah. 
um, I had, I, the only buck that I saw was a, a small, uh, spike and I watched it work a, um, a scrape for a little bit and then it moved on uh, down into that, that kind of valley kind of where I think you ended up hunting. Yeah. I um, hunting down there. Yeah. It was, um, it's uh, the way I've, ex- the way I've explained it in my head is if you think about a mature whitetail buck, they're super smart. You know, they're five, six years old. They've, they've, they know the game. Um, but they already live in a very rural area and they choose not to go up anywhere near houses. So they live in the wild where no one is. I mean, there's nothing down there. It's it's just woods. Um, and so we introduce our scent in there, no matter how well prepared we were for scent, just us being down there and they smell an inkling of it. I think they're, they're not going to come. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're not going to take the risk. So that's one hard thing about hunting. 150 class buck is they're super smart yeah and you got to be everything has to be perfect in order for you to get an opportunity um and i went i went ahead and just made that decision i'm gonna i'm gonna plan on not killing anything but i'm going after this this behemoth of a buck yeah um and then you were down to kill whatever right so, pretty much yeah so our hunting style was different you kind of hunted you know um easier access areas and then as, as the weekend went on i went deeper and deeper and deeper yeah <laughs> trying and to find you, this you were guy. going deeper trying to find that guy and i was like point me to where you're seeing pictures of does like i just want to shoot yeah. a doe and so yeah. i sat a couple of different places didn't really, really pan out but um the, they were definitely showing the deer uh, on camera they're definitely moving in daylight mm-hmm. and bucks are definitely chasing does um but you know it is what it is and we say moving in daylight in this area we understand bucks and that we understand they move during daylight we just mean where we were they were moving yeah. during daylight where we were which is pretty cool um we got a tip on uh we got one on camera right and so we went to uh, his uncle's property yeah to hunt where rocco killed which i'll throw that up here what throw the timestamp down but um i'll throw that video up so you can watch it but this is where we killed the uh, rocco's buck 24 or something oh that property was where you guys killed that buck yeah i must i must have misunderstood i didn't realize that so when where you were sitting looking towards the barn dominium yeah um sorry i can't write and talk at the same time where you were sitting looking towards the barn if you look to the left there's like a big tree like an oak tree Mm -hmm. that's where we sat up there's a stand there now i don't know if you saw the stand i didn't see a stand there they come from the other side of the pond they they came in through there and kind of walked through that little there's just like three or four trees in the middle mm-hmm. of that field that's where they came through and there's another okay. feeder right there ah, okay um yeah we had you had a buck moving a good size a good looking buck moving during daylight and so we went and hunted there and i just kind of like hopped up into the onto that ridge there mm-hmm. um and saddle hunted for a while which was amazing sitting in a tree stand dude sucks ass like i t- uh yeah and i, know, I hated it you know rocco talked uh talked down my my uh feedback on his on the stands but that hang on that lock on stand was shady uh, i just don't at, like it at best uh this well, super it, small it platform forward. it was it was loose and it was leaning uh, forward a little bit nice. um, and on top of that he likes to put the he likes to put the hang ons above the last above the step ladder of the lat of the letter um and i don't prefer you that. climb to the top of the ladder and then you got to hug the tree to you keep gotta going. grab onto the, the, the <laughs> yeah. bottom of the seat in the tree and kind of like finagle yeah. your way up and then your 
standing on the very top ladder, stepping onto the the platform. Yeah, not not my favorite way to do that. Um, I saddle hunt that way, but I wouldn't do it with a hang on. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, I I want that platform for a hang on. I want it to be secure and solid, and yeah, uh, I want to be able sure. to step kind of step over onto it and not have to play that game. But you know, it is what it Hear is. That it Rocco, tighten up your shit, bro. No, it was good. I'm very, very thankful for the opportunity to have gone up on it, period. So. Yeah, it's a really cool spot. A lot of cool pieces of property out there. Um, I really like I really like that we have the opportunity to go and hunt that place. Yeah, me too. And if you're a veteran, you could also have the opportunity to go hunt that place. Just uh, You can go to camphero.com and camphero.ky.com, and you could – Sign up. They have like a registration thing. You can sign up and they'll send you to tell you when they have hunts available. Um, if you want to drive out to Kentucky. But it's an awesome spot. And the people are cool. And everybody wants to take care of each other. And it's just a, it's an awesome place. Yeah. I mean, we were there as, as guests. Um, and, I mean, meals were, we came back in the evening from hunting. Meals were, dinner was done. Yeah. I mean, like I said, bunks, hot shower. So it's a great, it's a great place. And, and like you said, people there are nice and, and, and always want to take care of you. So it's a, it's a great opportunity if you, if you have the opportunity, veteran or first responder. It's one of the first times that we've ever hunted that hard. I think like normally we'll stay up and drink and we did not, we were, we, we each had like a pour and then went to bed so we can get up at yeah 4am and, and go get in a tree stand. Yeah. Um, it just, it's easy to do the opposite of that whenever we're hunting home, you know, at close yeah. to home. It's like, eh, I could just come out here again next weekend. Let's, yeah, let, let's enjoy the night. You know, we'll skip the hunt in the morning. You know, had we we had a good sit tonight or whatever the excuse is. Uh, but whenever I'm, you know, especially eight hours away or we're in the mountains, hunting whatever, um, the motive. I, just, I feel like it's almost like we're there on business. Like we got business to do. Yeah, we're yeah. there for a reason. Which is cool. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, we, we literally from sunup to sundown outside of like an hour for lunch or two hours. Sometimes we were, we were in a stand, you know, doing the thing. And it's crazy. Um, I saw, I saw a few deer, um, none that I could shoot, uh, proximity reasons, but yeah. The other thing too, is I was so deep in, if I had killed that buck I was after that big 10 point, if I had killed him, it was an 11 point, but if I had killed him, shit, man, I would have had to hike all the way out and then drive up and get drive back to camp and get the lights, yeah. the camera equipment, all that stuff. And then come film everything and then probably cut the deer in half and hike him out and then come back, which I know that's, you know, that's normal for yeah mountain hunting, but it just, uh, it really deters you from killing something small. Yeah, like, it really makes a you a lot wanna... of work. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, did he ever figure out what's going on with that video you sent me? Those videos. Yeah. Um. So he has trail cameras all over this county, and somebody had come into his property with a blue tarp covering what looks like it could be a four foot tall human, <laughs> and they were in and out in seven minutes. So. But what happened, the guy, I guess his, I don't know, he stole the blind. He stole his blind. Hmm. So he unpacked a blind, wrapped it in a blue tarp, and carried that out. Interesting. Yeah. So it wasn't uh, a dead body like we thought it was. Oh, too bad. He stole a troll camera, too. 
and then Rocco recognized him. He knew who he was. He no called shit. him and was like, hey, man, I have you on camera. What the fuck are you carrying? <laughs> and and where's my troll camera? And the guy was like, oh, I thought that was my blind. And I thought the troll camera would be worth money. I didn't know that it was yours. He was like, okay, well, just do me a favor and go put it back. Huh. But the video was sketchy. Yeah, super sketch, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know what that dude was wearing, but it looked like a serial killer, like mm-hmm. raincoat and carrying like the, like the a bomber stiff, dude, stiff body. It was, it was weird. A, the, the order, the order that the videos were sent that I got, it's the first one it, the in the video. It to me, it looks like someone walking into a property and then he that's leaves, what I thought too. It leaves without it. And I'm like, oh my yeah. god, that guy dumped a body. <laughs> that's then, what I thought too. And then you were like, it would be kind of small. And I got to looking at, it, I was like, hey, yeah, that is kind of small and very stiff. Uh, well, I but, said it was too stiff because that's what I told Rocco. I was like, rigor, if it's in rigor mortis, then yeah, it's like he found the perfect time because <laughs> like the human body comes in and out of it pretty quick. Like yeah. you'll start to get limp, but that thing was, sh- what, what's the, what's the thing you say as a kid? Uh, um, flat as a board, straight as an arrow or whatever. When yeah, you're yeah, trying yeah. to summon demons. <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't, I didn't do much. You never did that kid. when you turn the lights off? What? No, not me. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, I was more of a Ouija yeah. board kind of kid. I was never allowed to own one. Me either. I found them though. Did it work? No. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if it worked, it'd be more commonplace. Like everybody would have yeah. a Ouija board. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like in the like in the kitchen, the family room. Just yeah. Let's see what Grandpa's doing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But um, yeah, it was a good trip. The so the last hunt, the last night, you you had um, you you had pretty had decided pretty hard that you were going to go back down in that valley, and you went. Did you did you sit in your saddle that night, or did you not the last night? Because we you, t- you talked about just like perching up on a, a rock face. Um. So I so the side by side from Rocco's place to where I stopped is correct me if I'm wrong, probably like close to 30 minutes. Would you say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I went as far as I could go. There was a down tree and then I got out and I walked at least 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, eh, maybe that's not true. Maybe, maybe 30, 30 to 45 minutes. Something like that. Um, I walked in, I had to jump a, um, a washout and then you can't kind of keep going but what i found was there was a down so i was following a deer trail and there was a down because no there's no humans in this area it's just animals so i'm following the scrapes they keep going so i'm following all these scrapes and then i see i see a deer deer trail finally so i'm following the deer trail and it gets to where like the kind of path is kind of open which i'm guessing is an old logging road it's not you would never look at it and be like that's a pathway but a tree had fallen and so the deer path goes around and comes up onto like the step kind of. Okay. And it keeps going. And then there's another one that splits off and goes down by the water, that little creek. And so I crossed the down tree and it's, it was only like 10 feet and the, there was another down tree. So what they're doing okay. is they're avoiding this little spot. So I set up right there because yeah. that, that means they're not going to come right in front of me. They're going to come behind me or off to the side and just by luck, pure luck when i got up in there and i looked to my right I, that doe had this doe had come in and i watched her 
walked down past me and then turned around. She kind of circled me, probably trying to spell me, and then kept going. And mm-hmm. there's a path that she walked, and I could see it from my saddle. So I knew that if anything was coming into the place that I was at, the only way to get there was the way she went out. Okay. Because it was just, it was super narrow because it's a cliff on one side and, a, and, and that creek on the other, but it's a pretty deep ravine. They're not going to go down that. Yeah, yeah. So I knew that I could just sit there and look. So I just sat there and watched, and I would see deer come past it, like walk past, but it was probably 200 yards, I'd say. So I could see deer passing it, and they wouldn't, they didn't come in. Yeah. But if one were to come in, it would have to walk this pathway for probably 50 yards. And so I would have plenty of time to realize they're coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, then curiosity got the best of me. So we went, what time did we get into the woods? Noon? 1230? Yeah, it was like 12, 1230. It was pretty early. Yeah. So at like three, which sunset was five or six, six. That's six. So at like yeah, last three, night. I've been sitting there and I was like, I'm just out of my own curiosity. I don't care if, if I screw my hunt up. I got to go find out what's over there. So I ended up walking. So I walked all the way to the end and it's like picturesque. I wish I had taken a picture of my, I left my phone on the stand, but the, um, it just like opened up to this huge valley and it's so pretty down there. Um, and I'm guessing there's a million deer (laughs) that live in this little cutout. It's a very big area. Uh, and you can see as far as to your left and as far to your right, just this huge open area with no houses. Nobody lives in there. It's just woods. Um, so I did go and check it out. It's super pretty. Um, I think if I were to, if I lived there and that was my hunting property, I would probably, push out to that edge because I saw yeah. deer passing it. They just didn't come into, you know, our little bowl that sure. we we're hunting. Okay. That's good to know. Um, super pretty though. It's just, it's just, you know, if you kill something, that's a hike. Yeah. You got to work for like, it for sure. You're not dragging it out. You're going to have to quarter <laughs> it and, 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 you know, pack it out. But yeah. Um, which I don't really want to do, but I would. Wouldn't it be crazy? I mean, how many people do you know have had to quarter a, a whitetail <laughs> and pack yeah, it out? That's, pretty... that's some elk shit. Nobody, nobody does that with a whitetail. No. Oh, if but... you had to pack out a, you could pack out a South Carolina deer and just one backpack, just stuff the whole thing in a backpack. I've done it more than once. I've picked them up, put their, pull their arms over my shoulders, and just walk to the truck. And yeah. Back up to the tailgate and let go. Yep. They're not that big. No, they're like. It's crazy how small they are. I think I'm going to hunt. So t- I'm driving to Clinton, South Carolina tomorrow for Snipers Unknown. Um, shout out to Ortiz. But I think I might get up really early and go hunt. This is my plan. I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to get up at like four, go hunt John's Island, mm-hmm. and I'll kill something because they're out there every day, all day long. So I'll kill something, take it to Cordray's, drop it off, and then head to the Ridgeville to our hunt club. And then go in there. I need to change batteries and fill corn um, in that feeder that I've got. Yeah. And then head up to Clinton, South Carolina for Snipers Unknown. Hang out Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning. Come back and on the way back, stop in Ridgeville and hunt Ridgeville Sunday night. Nice. And hopefully kill. There's a pretty good size nanny doe that's in there. Hopefully yeah. kill her. Um. There's an eight point two, but he, he, I've never seen him. I don't have him on camera during the day ever. Mm. Um, but I think that's that's my plan. I think that'll be that'll be fun. And so normally we sponsor a team at Snipers Unknown. We're not this year. Yeah. 
um, for a lot of reasons, but I still want to go because they're going to have they have a stage for Ian, and I would like cool. to see it. Awesome. Um, yeah, just kind of hang out. Plus, Lamar, Larry, Lamar, one of our executive producers at Whiskey White Tail Show, um, he is going and he's shooting with Seventh uh, Special Forces Group, shooting with their team. Nice. So it'd be cool to see him there and hang out with his people. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, it'd be a good time. Yeah, look forward to it. Yep, I was I plan to go, but I have decided to sit this one out. I'm going to stay home, and I am actually also going to try and get into the uh, get out to the club tomorrow and put some corn and a blind out and hunt some this weekend. Uh, nice. But also get caught up on making products because we got that time of the season coming. Sales around. are picking up. Yep, it started so, which is crazy. It's November 9th and. That's cool. Maybe it'll be a good um, good shopping season for us. I'm looking forward to. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. That. I'd like to see. For I, I guess we haven't. We really haven't had a chance to talk about the uh, event. Did we talk about the event that we did at the Gotery since before know. we did it? Yeah, but it went really well for those curious. Yeah. And I think uh, we may be doing some more of those in the future. So if you're in the yeah. Charleston area, um, keep your. I don't know. Your eyes on the sky, your ears to the ground, whatever you do. Or actually, instead of that, just hit us up and say that you want to do that. You want too. to come to the next one, and then that'll if we if we can pre-sell tickets, that would be dope. It's always yeah. nerve-wracking selling an event, and hoping that I mean it, it always sells out, but it's always like, all right, well, it, it's live. Hopefully, people buy it. <laughs> they always do. We always have um, a good time. And the other thing too is we have done a trial run on a sushi whiskey dinner and so there would still be a class kind of involved but instead of it being uh very orchestrated where you're sitting there listening to us talk it's actually more of a hangout event so if you if you would like to do if you're in the charleston area and you want to do a sushi so we have a sushi chef that comes in and makes amazing sushi um and then we'll probably do, use japanese whiskey but it'll be more like of a buffet so the chef will set out sushi cut up sushi for you to try and then right next to that will be bottles of whiskey for you to try with it and then kind of do your own pairing and just kind of hang out and drink um, all you can drink. So Yeah, we'll be there to uh, answer questions, to yeah, recommend, recommend things to, depending on what your what your taste is. Um, put our bourbon and whiskey steward skills to the test. Yeah, this one be more, it's more of, instead of a class, it's more of a, just a dinner. So yeah. if you're interested in that, also let us know. Um we're going to start booking those probably first of the year, I believe. Uh, but it'll be a good time. Yeah. The sushi thing is crazy. The food is, it's, it's, you know, I going into it because we did like a trial run, run at it to see like what kind of whiskey is going to pair with sushi because with yeah. fish and uh, blew me away. Cause like, there's not a ton of fat content in, in the sushi, but there is enough that, mm -hmm just melds so good but i think japanese whiskey if you were to book one book it ask uh, ask us for japanese whiskey do that do a japanese whiskey with sushi i think it would be like the single malt profile i think it would be amazingly good we did uh mostly american bourbon but well yeah it's a um all bourbons american but american whiskeys the single malt has a very 
earthy flavor to it because of the the malted barley. Yeah. And I think that that contrasts probably really well with uh, with the rice, with the rice and the other yeah. sort of um, fresher. You know, I don't know. It's almost a uh, it's almost a surf and turf thing from a different perspective. Yeah. Also, just like that, just so you know ahead of time, because we always get asked on pricing, the sushi dinner is not cheap. Yeah. Just telling you ahead of time. We have to have fresh fish overnighted from a place in California. So you can imagine what overnighting. But we're sushi looking at like 12, 12 people. So yeah. 12 people were the fish. Overnighted plus a sushi chef taking the time to do it, the price of the bottles, um, and then our fee as well because we don't do anything for free. Um, so it's not cheap, but it, you know it's it's amazing, and you will not leave hungry. There was so much we had to tell him to stop. We're like, just stop. That's too much. Like, <laughs> there's he went home with fish that he didn't. But we had caviar. Well, in this instance, we're gonna call it row. We had we had fresh roe, not caviar, but um, yeah, Absolutely sounds awesome. Amazing. Though it yeah. was it was yeah, delicious, very good, very good. But yeah, what else we got? Um, I think that's it. Holiday markets are coming up. Oh yeah, we got uh, the Jasper Market next Saturday. If you're local, when you're listening to this, the this upcoming Saturday. We have the uh, the market at the Jasper downtown. So if you're in the area, you can swing by and check us out. We'll be there. I got to get you those calls before that. Uh, yeah. When before do you leave? Wednesday. You leave Wednesday? We'll meet, yeah, up. Leaving we'll meet up before then. Wednesday for Mexico. I'll be gone a week. You should, do, you should do one of, those, one of those reels of like a, one day in Mexico. Oh yeah, three Dude, days in Mexico. I can because I bought what is it called? Hold on, I don't want to. I don't want to say it wrong. I bought um, so I was like, because I want to blend in. Gallabera, Google, Google real quick. Gallabera. I bought two. Look at that, Johnny Estes is calling me right now. I'm gonna let him in. I'm gonna let him in. Hey Johnny, we're recording live on the podcast, but I'm gonna answer you. What's up? Okay. I just had a question. You really are on a podcast? Yeah, we really are. You want me to call you back? Yeah, you just call me back. All right, I'll call you back. All right. See All right. See what am I supposed to Google? Gaia Berra. G-U-A-Y-A-B-E-R-A. So I bought two of them, and I bought linen, white linen pants. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, uh, are you taking over a... Uh, a cocaine enterprise dude i think that i might i think that i might i'm gonna get down there and find the first cartel guy i can find and be like i got a business proposition for you bro what tell me you got one of these with like some crazy i did i did i got an all-white one long sleeve and then i got a cool one with, with some patterns on it they have four pockets on them four two on the chest two on the stomach isn't that crazy that's I'm cool. super pumped. So imagine me in Mexico wearing that with white linen pants and uh, Ariat boots. That's the plan. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm going. So for oh, those, man, I'm going is... to Merida, Mexico, 
not going to a resort. I'm staying in the town. Um, got a hotel at um, Diego, the Mission de Diego. I don't know. It used to be a church, and they've turned it into a hotel. It's not a hotel. It's a party church. It's a church. I mean, you've been to a church before. Imagine a Spanish mission church that now has rooms in it. That's that's where I'm staying. Um, taking taxi, taking public transit, riding the riding the public bus bus down to Progreso to the beach for a day. We're gonna go to Chichen Itza, which I'm extremely excited about. I plan on going to a liquor store and seeing if they got some good bourbon, and then nice. taking a bottle of bourbon to Chichen Itza to make a reel. I think cool. that'll be sick. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm not doing anything company related. It's a vacation. Should buy a vacation. Yeah, we're gonna go to Cenotes, which is uh, when the when the meteor that killed the dinosaurs hit, it landed somewhere off the coast of the Yucatan Peninsula, mm-hmm. and it basically boiled the rocks around the peninsula. And, it, and so there's vents all over the Yucatan where these explosions happened, where the Earth just exploded out. So you'll be walking in the jungle, and then out of nowhere, there will be a giant hole with crystal clear water with fish in it. Those are what? called cenotes. We're going to a few of those. You should Google image cenotes. Cool. It looks dope, right? We're going to go to some of those. We're going to go to a, uh, they have a ball game um, called, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a Mayan ball game. So it's got a name, Top Topikotoko or something. But uh, they used to, they used to bet lives so like as a team like you and i and like six other dudes are on a team and then there'd be another team of eight people yeah and we would bet our lives i bet you i bet my life that we'll win so we would go and play this game which is kind of like basketball but the hoop is sideways it's not um you're not shooting in the hoop you're shooting through the hoop and who the losing team would be sacrificed to the gods deal yeah, like they would pull your heart out. And and I looked it up. They would basically, so right below your solar plexus, like your rib cage where it ends and your stomach begins, yeah. they would cut you there and reach up inside your rib cage and pull your heart out. Like, yeah. Like Indiana Jones style. Yeah. If you lost this fucking game. So imagine how hard you would train and practice, years of training and practice, and then you finally get it to the major leagues and you lose and then you're sacrificed in front of people on a Mayan temple. That's wild, dude. It's called Paca Talk. I just found it. Um, but I've seen yeah. the cenotes. I did not realize that's what they were called. That's really cool. Yeah. Super excited. Oh, this is going to be a ton of fun. I cannot wait. I mean, like all of it is going to be Chichen Itza is like bucket list thing for me. Um, if you think about the younger Dryas and the uh, impact theory and the 11,500 yeah. years ago thing, blah, blah, blah. Chichen Itza was like, it's way older than they think it is. And I, and it's like, it lines up with the stars on certain dates and that's cool. You know, the, it's I'm really excited for Chichen Itza. The cenotes is like once in a lifetime thing. I'm really excited. The whole thing's going to be amazing. And the food is apparently crazy. It's been uh, somebody, I saw an article the other day that said that it's basically the Charleston of South America. Nice. So I'm like, Hell yeah. Hell the yeah. Yucatan food is, is wild. It's way different <clears throat> than, uh, other culinary things yeah i imagine it's a a big melding of of mexican influences as well as different south american stuff as well it's gonna spanish is uh, a lot of spanish cuisine 
but it's like they use just like um john said like what grows together goes together yeah yep so there's a lot of uh stuff that just grows naturally in that area and they and they use it and dishes i i i can't wait it's gonna be so much fun that's cool man i'm excited for you excited for you if i like it enough i might move there <laughs> just start over I'd rent though. There's no reason to buy a house there. I also don't know that you can as an American citizen. You have to get dual citizenship, which I can't do uh, with my real job. So the wife would have to do it. But I think we would have to get a divorce because I don't think I'd be married to a <laughs> Mexican citizen. I don't know. I don't know how this thing work. Uh, work. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. Well. Unless you got anything else, I think we're. Uh, I think we're. I think we covered it. Covered the trip. Covered uh, some current events. Some hunts mm-hmm. we got coming up. Mm-hmm. More coming. We got the Patreon hunt coming in a few weeks. So, plenty of stuff to uh, to get ready for. Lots of hunting to do. Yeah, lots of uh, animals to be taken, killed, um, and eaten. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. As always, you can head over to whiskeyandwhitetails.com and uh, check out all of our products. It's the holiday season. Use code podcast to save 20%. Yeah. Saying just throwing it out there. Yep. Throwing it's it out there. there. Somebody sent me a video of uh, a company's cocktails, the top hat ones. Yeah. And they were like, how cool is this? I was like, it's not at all. What kind of wood chips are those? With that metal dish strainer, you're heating up that metal and blowing it all in your drink. So, like, who knows what, what the fuck you're actually getting. Correct. Bars are made of bourbon barrels, if you don't know. You can see on the side, the soak line. That's how far the whiskey soaks into the wood. So, you're getting whiskey-soaked, matured, white American oak. Yeah. And uh, like that thing on fire. But not uh, not only that, we don't ever really talk about it, but our we have game calls made out of bourbon barrels. And yeah. those are sick. They're if you hunt fantastic. turkey ducks or whitetails we have calls that are amazing we use them we have friends that use them competition callers that have purchased them 100 percent. yep good stuff and then if you smoke cigars we got a ton of that too also shout out to uh guitar cigar farm they rebranded it's now just cigar farm cigar farm yeah Uh, you can go in there he's got a whiskey and whitetails cigar sampler pack you can get and um there's a promo code, but I don't remember it. And also, you shouldn't use it. Support local business or support right. small business, bruh. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got. All righty. Have a great day. Doodles. Doodles.